0: It is now time for me and my Roku with your host, Peter Clay. Hello, Peter. Incidentally, this is Peter. So we have a voicemail now from Peter. From a different Peter. Peter was like my brother. This is my brother, Peter. Pete, you are not! (laughs) Holy crap, it's Peter. Oh, I love Peter. Not everybody sounds like Peter Clay. All right, Pete, we're not friends no more. I'm just trying to make friends with Pete. Okay, I'm with you, Peter. Who's your guy? Peter. And last but not least, Peter. Does Pete really need to be here? Yes, he does. Peter Clay is here today. Good luck tonight, Peter! Peter, walk away! Come on, Pete! Your host, Peter Clay. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic, fabulous, and just glorious edition of me and my Roku. I'm your host, Peter Clay. Welcome aboard. This is the podcast where I stop by, check in from time to time, and just show you what I do with the Roku streaming services, streaming devices, and all those wonderful things out there. And I, I don't preach or teach or force things down your throat or anything like that. Just one crazy dude in the Midwest just uh, having fun with streaming streaming. I've been a cord cutter now for a little over 12 years, (laughs) so I might know a thing or two. I don't claim to be an expert or a guru or anything along those lines. I'm just a dude with, uh, had some uh, extra time on my hands (laughs) and decided to share with you. We are in the middle of summer right now. Yes, you could say it's half over, but we still have uh, the rest of July and all of August before that dreaded Labor Day weekend comes and summer then is all over. (laughs) That's where the fun begins here in the Midwest, here in Wisconsin. Uh, September and October are usually just glorious. And then it gets a little iffy from there until the holidays. And then after that, hey, yeah. (laughs) But that's why we have streaming. But one of the beautiful things that we can do in the summer here, we were just invited to an outdoor movie night. And it was fantastic. We had a wonderful time. And the one nice thing about being invited to that, and if if you're invited and you go and you bring something and you have a good time, you're invited back automatically next year. And that was really nice. So, some good friends of ours hosted that. And it begged me the question, because when the movie came on, I was like, oh, because they, they wouldn't tell you what the movie is. And so I was like, ah, that's a little scary, a little risky. <laughs> so it starts with little cocktails. Um... Uh, in appetizers and then a full meal, the grill right there. And then it gets dark and then the movie starts. So the question that I pose to all of you, would you want to know what the movie is? And then if that answer, yes or no, if there's a flow chart there, if you did know the movie, then if it comes on and it goes, okay, I've seen that. Are you happy or sad about that? Would you want to know what the movie is for one? two, if... You did see the movie before. Is that good or bad? Now, it turns out for us, it was the Jungle Cruise, and we had seen it, and we liked it, and it was good to see it again, and especially in an outdoor thing with friends and, you know, get to cuddle with the little misses, you know, with the blankie, you know, and that was kind of nice, but what if it was something we did see, and it was like, oh... Oh, yeah, we saw that movie. We didn't like that. Would you just like from there after they've had, you've had drinks and appetizers, mostly theirs. <laughs> we did bring a couple of bottles of wine, but, you know, did sample some of their other delectables and uh, other uh, <clears throat> things, you know, to drink and all that. Uh, <laughs> if, but if there's a movie on them that you just uh, you didn't like or that you, you've seen, would you just pack up your little folding chairs and just leave? Or would you just go, OK, they put in all the effort for it. Let's just, you know, a couple hours out of our life. You know, and you know, having to spray bug spray on you and all that stuff. And uh (laughs) but fun times. What does that have to do with streaming? Not much, but this is something I just wanted to share. That's what I do. I share, I live to give and all that stuff. So (laughs) with that, we have plenty to get to. So let's get started. Here, the ankle has landed, okay. let's rock and roll, so we've been talking a, a lot the last few shows about the big boys in streaming, and what's the next shoe to drop you know was was Netflix gonna buy roku is paramount plus and uh Peacock really made for this? you know they they just bleeding cash are they gonna make it are they gonna go but in the meantime, there's these mid tier Services and they're all going crazy. Talked about a little bit in the news notes and stuff last week about uh, BritBox and wanting to have more American programming in there to kind of maybe get more subscriptions that way. Now, myself personally, I wish they would just stick to the niche, but you know, that's you know, (laughs) what can you do? Or merge with the BBC or something. I don't know. Just to kind of keep that level of services just available to people so that it doesn't get all that like they say transatlantic pudding i get to say that two weeks in a row that's exciting but now here's synodime entertainment uh, company Cynodyme has announced plans this week to use its streaming platform technology to bring all of its channels into one streaming umbrella okay now one would think that it's going to be called synodime plus but they're not they're being a little more creative. They're calling it the Cineverse. woo Top marks for creativity there. So that's going to launch in late August, hopefully. And while the timing and pricing has not been confirmed yet, the platform will be have both a free ad-supported tier as well as a premium paid option in case you didn't need any more choices, that'll be some. So some of these mid-tier companies come together, putting all their services together. Crackle is also doing that, starting with a TCL platform, but hopefully moving on to the Roku and uh, either Amazon or anybody for that matter. So, But with Cynodyme, they're going to use artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, and software to aim to improve viewer experiences while also streamlining Cynodyme's partner's ability to introduce even more content. Wow. So what are some of the channels here that we're going to look at here? So they're going to have, uh, they already have a number of ad-supported channels as it is. They just launched the Elvis Presley channel. Um, They also have Dove, which you can see on like other streaming services like Zumo and um, other ones. Um, They have what's called Blood Disgusting TV. I'm sorry. I want to be accurate here. It's bloody disgusting TV, con TV uh, anime, and docudrama, which I've seen before too. Then, so the Cineverse uh, will rename all of their existing streaming channels along with 46,000 video on demand titles. Sounds like a good deal. How much would you pay for that? As if you didn't have enough to go right now, but now saying you're, you know, fed up with Netflix and some of these other places uh, raising prices. Go, here's another opportunity. And why are they doing both an ad supported and a subscription? Well, folks, I have statistics here for you uh, a little chart that I will gleamingly here just show to you uh, in audio format. But they're showing some of the differences of why some of these companies, including Disney and Netflix, why they're thinking about an ad-supported tier as well as the subscription service. Right now, one, two, three, four, five are making pretty good money using both of those services. HBO Max and Discovery Plus are the top tier of where they have more subscriptions in the ad-free, roughly about 67% for HBO Max. And just a little over 52% for Discovery Plus. That's really disappointing um, to me because the difference in prices for Discovery Plus is so nominal. It's not going to, and it would take up so much less of your time not to have those ads for $2. so 4.99 for the ad supported and 6.99. I just got to get out there and beat the drum on some of these things. Some of these things it's fine. You expect it with Pluto TV. You expect it with Plex and uh and Zumo and some of these other services. But in some of these other things when you are uh, well I mean I guess with Discovery Plus is these are Commercial television programs that you're watching, I guess there's the natural break on it. Uh, Hulu is next at 30, they're kind of straight down the middle a little bit. 35% (laughs) have the ad free, 58% still have the ad supported. That's how Hulu made its bones at the start. It was free for the longest time anyway, and they added an ad support, I mean, an ad free tier later on. And the price difference is a little, is a lot different (laughs) on that. Uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock both have that, and right now, uh, roughly anywhere from sixty-four percent to seventy-three percent are ad-supported on those too. Again, those are TV networks, and they have you know you're used to having commercials on those anyway, so maybe it's not a big deal to some people. So that's why some of these mid-tier companies are looking into that, and including the big boys as well, Netflix and Disney Plus coming with ad-supported later in the year. We'll see. So Cynodyne, good for you with the Cineverse. Maybe we'll check that out. Maybe we won't, but we'll see. But with an ad supported tier, who knows, as long as it's free, I just cannot stand this paying for, (laughs) for, for ads, the paying for the accessibility to have ads. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Lots of things going on here. That's good to know here on me and my Roku. Okay, so on the last program, I talked about an old podcast I did called I've Got a Stupid Question. And I kind of led the program with that tonight. Is if, if you were invited to an outdoor movie theater, would you want to know what the movie is? And if you did, know what it was. And he said, oh, yeah. So anyway, right, if you didn't know, it was like, oh. And then when you saw what it is, then you go like, oh, yeah. So, well, I've got lots of those. <laughs> Going on tonight. So maybe I'll bring that show back. Who knows? But anyway, I got another one for you here. This might qualify for that too. What shows drive the most streaming subscriptions? If you want to win the streaming wars, you need a buzzworthy content pop line. Whether a movie or a series catches fire, it can send subscribers running to sign up. Oh, I just run to my phone every time I want to sign up for something. So, But based on a recent survey from Whip, media whip media paramount plus must be feeling pretty good about itself five of its original series crack the top 20 and three more are available if you bundle showtime along it so think about it that way Uh, paramount global has eight programs in the top 20 Uh, one giant red flag question mark Uh, not a single netflix show appears on the list so if you recall last quarter netflix didn't add subscribers all, everyone else did. <laughs> now, another thing also I'm going to credit, um, give Netflix a pass on is, people who have Netflix have it. <laughs> they have the most subscribers, so they're not really, in, you know, whether they lose subscribers or get a couple more, it doesn't really matter. People have Netflix, there's nothing there for them to then get because they have it and they want it and they won't give it up. Uh They'd rather give up their firstborn than give up Netflix. So, because one could argue that Netflix... Has had Squid Game, the shut the internet down, shut Netflix down with uh, Stranger Things the other last week. So, but either way, maybe some of the things that are maybe causing Netflix to shake in its boots just a little bit. Here are the top subscription drivers and their networks uh, for the. Let's we'll just say the last year or so. Uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, Yellowstone on Peacock, and just think, that's actually a Paramount Global. So once that leaves Peacock and goes to Paramount Plus, that'll be a big win for them as well. A big win for Paramount Plus with Star Trek Picard. HBO Max is still winning with Game of Thrones. Uh, Stars is on the list with Outlander, 1883 on Paramount Plus, Dexter New Blood on Showtime, Euphoria on HBO Max, Star Trek Discovery on Paramount Plus. Oh, how about this one off the board here a little bit? A Discovery of Witches on AMC+, Plus, The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus. Yellow Jackets on Showtime, The Morning Show on Apple TV+, Plus. and Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, I got more yet. The original Dexter is doing so well, it's driving in subscribers for both Showtime and Amazon Prime uh, video. Uh, Evil on Paramount Plus, The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, WandaVision on Disney Plus, Severance on Apple TV Plus, and Succession on HBO Max. That just made everything ding. So those shows uh, have been driving, have been the drivers for those networks in there. So like I said, Netflix doesn't really need that because they just go from one kind of show to the other to the other, but on the other hand, they're losing subscribers. But well, what does it really mean for Netflix though? Netflix uh, co-CEO Ted Sarandos, or is it Sarandos? I think I've heard it both ways, but that's way, I'll say it both ways, that way I'm at least 50% right. Uh, he, he says there's multiple factors of why maybe they weren't on that list or why they've been slumping lately. He did an interview with Bloomberg, and he uh, gave some, well, let's just say, thoughts <laughs> on why they're kind of struggling right now. So we're going to play a new game here called Reasons... Or excuses, all right? I will lay out the what he laid out, and then you decide for yourself, reason or excuses. So I'm going to take a little uh, thing here from uh, Bernard Roth. He wrote a book called The uh, Achievement Habit. And one of the main uh, points he was making in that book was that it, uh, re- you try and give reasons for things. Like, I was late because of traffic and all that stuff. So he would say that reasons are excuses, and excuses are BS, Now he's a little more direct than that, but for my classy podcast audience, I'm gonna clean it up just a little bit, but you get the point. So we'll play a little game of reasons or excuses. And if you hear a reason for it, do you, if you can, if you can resist the urge to say, well, that's a good reason, (laughs) then you know, okay, we got you here. So one of the things, so they, in the first quarter, they lost 200,000 subscribers. And they are projecting in the second quarter, which just ended and we'll have to see here because they kind of gave a big number. They said maybe possibly 2 million subscribers lost, but now that, you know, they set themselves up there to say, well, we only lost 1.5 million, you know, maybe the stock will go crazy. then. well, they didn't lose as much as they thought, but anyway, the uh, primary reason is due to inflation (laughs) reason or excuse. And when you hear that, you go, mm, well, that's a good reason. Okay, everyone's dealing with inflation and I guess even Netflix. So second is a decline in smart TV sales. Hmm, because usually Netflix is pre-programmed into your smart TV. Um, well, there's other streaming devices still selling, Roku's still selling, Amazon's still selling, Google's still selling, Apple's still selling. Uh, Apple is, uh, we get, in, at the time of this recording, it's Prime Day. So lots of things are going out the door. Is that a good reason? Or is that an excuse? And also, uh, Netflix departure from the Russian market. Hmm. Well, we kind of knew that going in, and that's primary for the big loss in the second quarter. So, hmm. Also, to combat the downturn, Netflix Netflix has lowered costs, including laying off 450 employees since the beginning of May, and is planning an ad-based subscription offering for customers who want to pay less. Well, good luck on that. We'll see if that would bring, if all these people who have left, the reason why they would come back is, oh, thank God, I can come back and I can pay less and get ads. Is that a good reason? (laughs) (laughs) Or is that an excuse? Or is that just trying to make certain investors feel warm and squishy inside? I don't know. These are fine questions. Um, At least he's out there, you know, trumpeting and saying, hey, look, we understand some things are going on and all that stuff. And we're all dealing with that. We all have decisions to make and all that stuff. And will we make reasons or excuses? (laughs) Fun little questions we like to do here on Me and My Roku. Okay, kids, gather around. Not too close. We have two new variants of the Omicron out there, and we have monkeypox out there still. But let's get together just a little closer. We can have a little discussion and say thank you to some folks. And also let you know of some other things going on. For military members deployed during World War II, familiar entertainment from beloved musicians was hard to find. Enter V-Disc a record label created by the American military during World War II to boost soldier morale while abroad. From 1943 to 1949, many popular artists recorded with friends and acquaintances at rival record labels. By the end of the decade, however, the masters had been destroyed and any existing V-discs at military bases were discarded. Luckily, the Internet Archive's Great 78 Project features a large number of these V-disc recordings, which range from military marching songs to Love Ballads, and Big Band to Swing. And that's just a handful of the V-Discs available for you to browse. Right now, see the whole full collection at the Internet Archive at archive.org. The p- providers of the bandwidth of this podcast and all my podcasts since the 2005. Long time. Thank them. Love them. That's a great project. I have a whole box full of 78s that I offered to the Internet Archive. They politely declined, but that's okay. I'm, I'm sure. Sh- Sure, if they had been v they would have been all over it. But that's okay. I have my own collection. I'll start my own archive. It's okay. Um, Started up a new project myself called meandmyroku.com. I had the domain for a couple years now, a few years now, during the pandemic. I think I started it up. And I've been doing various different things. Thought I would do a blog. I thought I would do this. Thought I'd do that. Well, anyway. But right now, it's being forwarded to my YouTube page where you can catch little me and my Roku quickies that I do on there right here from the studio. And I, I wave to you and I say hi, and you get to see little photos of the little misses and different things I got in the background and all that stuff. And I give little tips and tricks and all those little things in not quite a podcast format and just little tiny little segments. Check that out today, me and And uh, there's things I do in the background here. And you can do it for yourself that can help you whether just during this inflation time or just with anything that you want. I use it so that um, that I use for streaming services then so they don't come out of my pocket. So then I can report to you. This podcast wouldn't be possible without that. Probably. I'd probably still do it anyway, but that's not the point. Swagbucks.radioaffliction.com is one of the main sites that I use. It's one of my favorites. It's one I've used the longest, probably the most secure. Who knows? But anyway, it's fun, and you can do it for yourself. It helps them. It helps me. It helps you. It's a win-win-win. Try it out today. Swagbucks.radioaffliction.com, and check out vdix. Yes, military members from World War II. Check them out today as part of the Great 78 Project at the Internet Archive at archive.org. Your dreams do not scare you, they are not big enough. Okay, I'm on some news notes and stuff. Here's a study. Netflix still content king, but trails Apple TV Plus, HBO Max, and Disney Plus in quality. And I believe the number one in quality goes to oh, HBO Max. Been thinking about giving that a summer break, but or I mean, this may go on a big Scooby-Doo binge. Who knows? That's about what I use it for right now. But I'm sure there's other things. Maybe I'll go explore. Who knows? Uh, In partnership with OnePoll, Tubi has released research looking at key factors that drive loyalty to streaming services. And the research shows that when choosing what to stream, 59% of respondents look for titles tied to Halloween and Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good research. Hope they didn't spend too much on that. Here's another study: sixty-two percent of households use smart TVs to stream, even if most consumers don't fully understand them. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they're using them. Um, my my advice on that always is, if you because like like I said last show, I believe is that ninety-eight point six percent of all TVs now are streaming or smart TVs still have a device. And right now, what we're talking about, well, I think we'll talk about it here in just a second. Oh, yeah, it, let's lead right into it here. Best streaming device deals as of this recording. It is Prime Day. We're halfway through it, one more day. But you're going to hear this around Christmas time. But, hey, more sales and specials by then. Uh, right now, 60% off Fire TV, Roku's, and Apple TVs. So, And there's always going to be specials, just as are going to be specials on TVs. Uh, I have one, two, three, four uh, smart TVs, Two of them are Amazon based, and that's fine. Uh, And the other no, that take that back. I got one Google TV, one uh, Amazon, and one Samsung. And uh, right now, the Samsung, if I had to, you know, if all of a sudden there was an EMP explosion and the TV survived, but the streaming servers, streaming devices didn't, um, I'd be okay with the Samsung. I could make it work. There's still one. Not everything that's kind of available uh, that could be available on some of the other streaming devices. Two, I but the processors are just not up to par that what these devices can do. and also then you can't just take the streaming part of your TV out and all that stuff. So if they do go bad, you just replace it with another one. There's a couple other different reasons and stuff that that's the main ones that I just recommend using if you have a really expensive, You know, anywhere 55 inch and above that's beautiful with the 4K and the OLED and all all these other things and dream magic or whatever they're called and all that stuff. Wow. The the high-end Rokus and the Apple TV are the way to go on that. For everything else. Get a Roku Express. It's fine. It's easy to use. Probably easier to use. If they're saying 62% of them are using them, even though if they don't fully understand them, I can't really understand (laughs) how hard a Roku Express or even uh, some of the other lower devices are. So if you're used to Amazon, the Amazon Fire Stick is fine too if you had to. So uh, YouTube TV hits 5 million subscribers, becoming the largest live TV streaming service. Well, that's... Obviously not, well, streaming then, yes, that's a qualifier on that, because cable TV is still bigger than that, but hooray YouTube TV. We've had it back for about two weeks now, and we're doing fine with that. Uh Paramount Plus, investing in British content, trails only Netflix in 2022 UK orders. So I don't know exactly what that means, if that means old BBC shows or anything along those lines, but let's find out. Uh, that's fine with me. I still get the British itch every now and then. And I noticed a lot of the things have left HBO Max, which is kind of sad and uh, deprived. But anyway, let's take happy thoughts here. How about game shows? Let's Make a Deal channel is now on Pluto. And coming soon, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Now, how far back will they go? Do they go back to the old Art Fleming episodes? Do they go back to the old Chuck Woolery uh, we got all that content, um, all that on there. Why not do that? But we'll see. Or do they at least go back to the point where you used to say, okay, for $250, i will take the turtle wax. And uh, for $500, i will take the trip to Jamaica and all this. So at least go back that far. So, uh, what, five years of Chuck Willery and now 40 plus with Pat Jack and Van Rooij. A little bit of a difference there, but it would just be fun to see just for nostalgic purposes. Hopefully, maybe even the Internet Archive has that as well. Well, folks, I'm getting a little itchy and a little twitchy. I should get back to uh, my Roku's and streaming devices and all that good stuff, see what's going on. Maybe Scooby-Doo, maybe some baseball, maybe... Darts. We'll see what's going on here. But anyway, I want to thank you so much for checking out. Check out uh, all my updates too on my uh, meandmyroku.com site. Check out all the little videos I do there. Um, I get gift cards for my streaming. One of the best ones I use is swagbucks.radioaffliction.com. Check that out today, please. Also, big thank you to the Internet Archive for providing the bandwidth of this podcast and all my podcasts since since 2005. Thank them, love them so much. The Internet Archive at archive.org. Follow me on Twitter at Radio Affliction. We'll see how much longer... (laughs) last on Twitter. I feel like I'm giving all this free great content on Twitter and I'm being treated as if I'm a bot or something like that. I don't know what else to do on that. Getting much more reception on Instagram. Follow me there at Pierre Argyle. I'm putting up reels up there. They're fun. They're classy. They're entertaining and Check them out today at Pierre Argyle on Instagram. Questions, comments, or anything along those lines, if you want one-on-one questions or anything along along those lines, please email me at me at my Roku podcast at gmail.com. But the best way you can support this podcast is to subscribe and you may subscribe to the Me and My Roku podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Audible, Ghana, Gia Himalaya, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Pandora, and Odyssey. Ah. Fun, good stuff. Thank you so much for uh for tuning in tonight, and we'll have more coming up soon, I'm sure. In the meantime, I hope you are enjoying you and your Roku as much as I'm enjoying me and my Roku, and I'll be back with you real soon. That's it, it's over, it's all over. Everything has a language. The more you understand the language of anything, the more successful you become at it. I didn't call you. You called me. I didn't call you.